0: second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back Planet Podcast Episode 73. We are coming at you once again from an undisclosed location and from the haunted garage, somewhere with deep within the hills of New England. Nobody knows the location. But me, Ron, and this time, for real. <laughs> Anonymous Sean, aka the Deranged Conspiracy Theorist, Dr. Slash. <laughs> priest. Oh he God. earned a new title. <laughs> but before we get to all of that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the Milwaukee Jockey. Some as Krampus' gay nephew. <laughs> but his friends and family know him best as the
1: Hot Pocket Rocket. Ron, what's going on? I was hoping I was going to be the tank tickler again. That one got a really good response.
0: Maybe in like a couple of years, it'll come back around. The tank tickler out there tickling tanks. When I forget that I said it in like, I don't know, two months,
1: I could say it again. All right, everybody. So finally, I locked Sean down. Anonymous Sean, everybody's favorite. Yay. Woo. Got Sean to come in. We are actually, again, like we did last week, we're recording during the day. In the sweat lodge. Which, in the sweat lodge, yeah. It is a little warm out there
0: in at the haunted garage. My man boobs are sweating, Ron. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this isn't a, good. That's
1: okay. I like it when the sweat just drips off the end of the nipple a little bit. No, it's like underneath the flap. Oh, und- oh the, under-boob. the, the, under-boob the under boob. The under boob sweats. Not good. Under-boob. So Sean, thanks for coming back in. The listeners have been waiting for you to come back for a long time, so what's going on? On the
2: edge of their seats. Uh-huh. Not a whole lot. Just real busy right now with uh, the business and uh, just kind of out of loop on a lot of topics and stuff in the news because I haven't had time to do that. But um feels good to be back. Um, see the upgrading equipment. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah a lot of changes here. Pretty
1: cool. Yeah. We're yeah. happy
0: with it. I also upgraded my tank tops, as you can tell.
2: <laughs> yeah, way too much information.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. I like it. <laughs> and it hides your bra straps, too, which is kind of cool. So, uh, so yeah, Sean, oh, I see you running around town all the time, towing them little boats around. Yeah. So yeah. I know, I know you've been busy, but, uh, I was telling Buckley last week, I said, well, Sean's been a little bit more active on texting lately. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to hit him up again. He's probably getting tired of me hitting him up, but I know, I know you're busy. You got a lot going Sean,
0: on. Why haven't you been texting me?
2: That's a good question.
1: He hasn't he
0: have even been texting. Text- texted- even- I haven't
2: texted anybody. You usually
0: it- send me some random weird ass like <laughs> article or video that's like, I don't know, goes deep. Right, right. Like out of the blue. And I haven't gotten one in a while. Well, so- get
1: ready. It's going to start up
2: again. This is right. right, the slow season now.
0: So the this fall, is
1: when so. I get texts from Sean. 10.30 at night, 11.
2: <laughs> it's when I finally have time to look at something. Well, yeah. I know, and you know that
1: I'm not sleeping either. The wishing so, hour? You know, oh, no, Sean and I will get on a text thread oh, for, like, for like 45 minutes, and I'll say, oh, it's midnight. Might yeah, be time to go to bed. Time to go to bed. <laughs> you know? And I mean, he literally just lives up the street from my house. He could just drive down. Why don't you, know, you guys wait? just like hang out on the weekends for a little bit? Oh, I don't know. We got to do that. Well, you know what? I want to have a. Uh, he has a pool now with like butlers. Yeah, and stuff. But he said a pool. I'm like pool. Yeah, What's sta- he it's about? fully staffed. Yeah, with so you got to come and check and it out. A
0: cabana and like all the stuff. <laughs>
1: well, I don't have a cabana or a caviar. butler. Caviar. I'm the butler. <laughs> but but I thought what would be cool is uh, and we'll get a hold of Kristen obviously for this. Get the uh, get the whole Wicked planet gang together for like a big barbecue at the house. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, sure. Yeah, that'd be hangout. Should yeah, we invite
0: we do the uh, Sasquatch Hunter?
1: Uh, or is well, he, he too
0: busy? Well, hunting squat.
1: Well, no, no, I have no. I, that would be fine, but I'm I'm talking just us people that are on the panel. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, just like a. Uh, but you know, I think next year, you know, once the show progresses or whatever, I would like to do like invite whoever is like within driving distance. And have a big meetup. Wow, that may be dangerous. <laughs> have that'd a big meetup at the haunted garage. I think that would be really cool. Let us wow. know what you think, listeners. If you'd be up for that,
0: that'd be cool. how would, How would that work, though?
1: What do you mean, how that work? Like, would we record? Oh, we we would do a show with that many people. Well, no, we would just have like each person come on and just talk a little bit about oh, how they a, found us. Do
0: like a spot? Yeah, gotcha.
1: Yeah, that would be cool, and we can set up all the barbecue stuff and. Put your tents pole, out here. Hot st-
0: tub. Strip
1: a pole if we need to.
0: <laughs> Get a couple eight balls.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we can't use hot tubs, though, because hot tubs will give you a heart attack. That's oh. that's the new thing for the uh, sudden adult death syndrome.
0: You know, monkey pox will give you banana-shaped lesions on your so, skin.
1: So come to find out. Did you know that? They're just... What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gives you lesions. <laughs> I don't need any lesions. Never mind.
2: But one, one of those past shows, that I was saying, we were talking about that whole, the monkey in the van. Oh, yeah. In New Jersey. They yeah, got yeah, yeah, All yeah, that
1: yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I just lost my train of thought.
0: The Alzheimer's, ladies and gentlemen, it's finally getting to him.
1: Oh, my oh, God. The heat. <laughs> all right,
0: Sean, remember that oh, no. number, remember on, that number I gave you to call when this happens? Time is now
2: think so no i remember yeah. i remembered it it's on speed dials
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the cdc now is coming out with this whole list of things that can give you sudden heart attack and sudden death now taking a cold shower is one of them remember they you were telling us for years uh taking cold showers are good for you right it is yeah. cold so, stuff releases yeah, yeah. what is
0: it edna eca and uh shit starts with an e Echinepinorfin. what Got wow. me on that. I forget what it's called. It's some it uh, Sounds like erogenous. You yeah. know,
2: it, it sounds like some
0: chemical in your body, I believe.
2: It's outrageous that people would buy this adult sudden death um category of, of uh whatever they want to make it turn it into. But yet we accepted it with children, right? right. right. Sudden yeah. infant death syndrome in children. and Children was accepted. We say, "Oh, it's just unknown," but it's tied to vaccinations too. The yeah.
1: SIDS. Well, this is where they came SIDS. up. This is where they came up with the idea for it. They call it, it SADS. They call it SADS now. Yeah. So apparently, uh, L- high altitude flying, uh, sleeping wrong, Woof. snoring. That's a new one. Snoring. So I should have been dead like thirty years ago. You're not vaccinated. Okay, so here's the thing. So they're not telling us. That these people that have died in their thirties, forties, sometimes even younger, and older, of course, they're not giving us their vaccination status. So that's what, something you know they're definitely hiding, right? So listen, Buckley, did you did you guys see in the paper there was some young coach, some sports coach from Concord, if it was from one of the high schools or one of the teams down there, forty two years old, sudden heart attack.
0: Hmm. That seems young for a heart attack. I don't know. S- no, it's sad. It's very sad. <laughs> sudden adult death syndrome.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but you have people dropping dead in their 20s now of heart attacks. Well, right. you have
0: like professional athletes, athletes dropping right? dead, which is, you know, they're probably especially when it's like a soccer player or a rugby player, that's yeah. they're so in shape and healthy it's not even funny.
2: I'd like to know what the statistics were prior to COVID on those drop dead soccer players and such i never heard about
1: it before it probably probably almost zero yeah yeah probably almost zero well did you see the
0: video of the one soccer player he's literally just like running on the field and just down he goes down he goes yeah yeah
2: i do catch something where they're doing autopsies and saying that although these pathologists being sworn to secrecy are threatened or something that they're finding these like rubberized blockages um in the arteries
1: yeah, that was the uh, the blood clots in their arteries, and they, and they, the the one doctor had, uh, and he the, he's a forensic pathologist. Mm-hmm. He had actually taken the blood clots out of the veins of when they were dead and in their heart, and it's just like big rubber bands. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So this
0: is just all coagulation of blood, essentially.
1: Yeah, it's happening,
0: yeah. and then just probably going through the heart and. Seizing up. Not going through it, right? Or just not running through the body. Yeah, just not going
1: through it like it's supposed to be. Like oil in a car, right, Ron?
2: So have they used the term like clumping? Have you heard (laughs) that?
1: Uh, I haven't heard clumping, but
2: yeah, definitely clotting. Okay, because clumping, um, coining, um, is something that's been around. um, Part of the treatment for like uh, chronic Lyme disease was the... Um, declumping of the, the red blood cells. And I wonder if it's just been taken to another level now. Um, and those remedies may very well apply to those folks that are vaccinated. Because there's got to be things, there are things out there that people who haven't vaccinated need to engage in if they're going to continue to live.
1: Yeah, um, you know, the thing is, I think, I wish there was a way, and there has to be, some way for them to detoxify from this. You would think. they yeah,
2: yeah. the code in the cell, though. They'd have to write right over it again. N- right. Not dissimilar to your computer programs right In the way you rewrite a program so
1: yeah it's just it's just uh when you start seeing it more often and i mean the numbers are going up and then uh, i saw a report this morning where they're saying that 2021 united states had their highest death rate of any year on record wow that's crazy so, so uh yeah i still need to look into that and double check it but it was from a reputable source so i'm thinking uh yeah well that makes sense but they're never, ever... And this is the whole thing that pisses me off, like the dishonesty, the lack of transparency. And we already know, like, like what are you worried about keeping this quiet for? Because you have immunity from liability.
0: Yeah. Well, they're going to deny, deny, deny Oh, of course they are, right? because they everything, know... Everything, 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 Even
1: Even though that they have uh, uh, liability immunity now, it doesn't mean that five or ten years from now, when, say five or 10 or 20 million people have dropped dead. So in the in one correlation is that they've all been vaccinated.
2: Right. And um, so I remember back, there was, there was some doctors that were discussing this um, some six, eight months ago that there would be X amount dead. They projected the first year and it's kind of exponential in five years. They were saying virtually everybody had been vaccinated would, could potentially be dead.
1: And I I have heard those figures, five to ten years. Yeah, Yeah, and they said it could be from anything from the blood clots, the sudden cardiac arrest that we're seeing now, or later down the road, different forms of cancer.
0: And that can, yeah, and it'll never resort or be circle back in Gensaki terms nope. to the vaccine. No. It'll just go down as, like, cancer or heart attack or Oh, whatever. no, totally
1: normal, because they said that taking cold showers will kill you. Well, did he took a cold shower. What do you expect? <laughs> it's not th-
2: This is just... Okay, so if this is... It will become the norm. They've done this throughout history. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Accepted
0: and- to say To talk a little bit more mm-hmm. about, like, the liability stuff, I just look at Fauci, I mean, with, like, the AIDS stuff, and then even now, it's like... He's found with doing all these different fucked up things and pushing vaccines and was it ATZ, AZT, AZT, and yeah. all these people dying from it. Gain of function research uh, as well, and not nothing happens.
1: He's still sitting up there. Yeah, he's still getting paid. He's still like, getting paid like lots of money and still. gotten gotten COVID multiple times. And what is this newest bullshit thing they're pulling on us? Oh, that's a rebound case.
2: I don't think there will ever will be any liability. States, countries have signed off on it, but it's technically experimental, and you're not being forced to take it anyway.
1: Well, you are being forced if they threaten that you're going to lose your job if you don't take it. No, agreed, but legally. Or if you're getting kicked out of the military because you're not taking it. Can
0: you sue a company if they have a vaccine mandation and then you get injured?
1: I would say a good lawyer could pull that off. You think so? Yeah, because say you have a company, and we won't mention any names, (laughs) but say you have a a company that's like, well, if you want to work here, then you know, uh, well, hospitals for one, right? Yeah, yeah. If you if you want to work here, then you have to be vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, well, we're gonna have to let you go. Well, here's my here's my exemption. Yeah, we don't do those. Right. Oh, I guess if I want to feed my kids, pay my mortgage, pay my car payment, buy my gasoline. Uh, you know, whatever, everything, other expense that we all have, like we all have them. Right. If I'm going to do that, I guess I better get just bite the bullet and get vaccinated, right? You, it, but they'll say, well, they'll, you're agreeing to do this.
2: No, they because we, we it didn't we didn't tell you you had to right, do it. Correct.
1: We just told you you had to do it if you wanted to keep this job. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, that's another type of coercion because they're threatening you with fucking poverty if you don't take this vaccine, right? Well, they're threatening you and your family if you have a family. Right, because your family ultimately would be affected, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I would think that when it comes down and when it comes to pass, and it will, when it comes to pass that these jabs are causing these problems, right? Somebody has to be held accountable, and I don't care what their liability immunity is. Now, they're doing this for profit look at how much money Pfizer Moderna and all these pricks have made off this deal and now of course they're pushing for the new one right it all comes down to money what's the thing that the the New York uh New York governor or the New York mayor and governor Newsom of California what did they just do yesterday or the day before issued a state of emergency a medical state of emergency for the monkeypox so, yep, jesus so Get elections and, coming but wh- well okay so what does that do though that releases funds oh these funds are for emergency use here you go and what are they gonna do with them funds they're gonna spend it any way they want to like like in this whole monkey pox thing right and, he- and here's another example of why we need transparency okay real simple these people that are contracting monkey pox now we talked about this in last week's episode monkey pox the WHO comes out and says, even the CDC's back in Emma, because they're in cahoots anyways. They're coming out and they're saying, well, it's gay men spreading this through. It's a sexually transmitted disease. And then women are getting it because maybe they don't know their husbands are bisexual or whatever.
2: What about the kids that are getting it? Okay, how are
1: kids <laughs> getting it, right? Packing Patriot asks that question. Opens up hmm. a whole lot. Uh, how, how are these kids getting it, right? Is this? Well, It's because it, well, well no, church. because it's contact with their parents from hugging. And try and here's a new thing. Do these kids go to church? Oh, I don't know. That should that would be an interesting Well it would be if they went to a Catholic church, right? <laughs> For certain. But 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 uh, now they don't even want people going to thrift stores and trying on clothes. Because you this could is have is just in California, right? Well they're trying to push this everywhere, but you might have micro abrasions on your skin and there might be a monkeypox spore or something on these on these clothes. <laughs> It's like turning into some Resident Evil shit right here. Yeah, now. they're just making up all these different all scenarios. Yeah. To say, well, yeah, you caught monkeypox this way.
0: Well, you know where this leads, right? Where does well, it lead? Zombies.
1: Could be. Well. Hmm.
0: And then Planet of the Apes.
2: So the other part of this is with regards <laughs> to. Um, or zombie,
1: plant, zombie, zombie gorillas. Zombie
2: apes. Is the voting and the drop boxes and all oh, that yeah. figures into this. Because, oh, yeah. oh, they can't leave their homes, and now so we have to revert back to this. And so, okay, so, so remember, many different angles. remember
1: what we said before, if there's going to be midterms, like the big word is if here.
2: Oh, really? That's being oh, said oh yeah. If oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, no, I've been oh, saying that. Oh, you're saying that
1: they're going to do away with them? They're gonna, well, they're going <laughs> to have some type of issue come down, and they're going to uh, enact martial law. Martial law stops elections, hmm. right? This is one scenario. The other scenario is, oh, you're locked down, so we're going to do the mail-in ballots again, so which means all the Democrats will win. Yeah. And uh, But look at all the pieces of puzzles, all the pieces of the puzzle that are coming together now, right? What have we been hearing for the last three or four days? Uh, President Xi from China had a two-hour conversation with Sleepy Joe. He basically comes out and says, listen, if Nancy Pelosi's airplane is escorted by American fighter jets And she does go to Taiwan. We're telling you, do not let her go to Taiwan. But if she'll get the axe, if she goes to Taiwan and she's being escorted by American fighter planes, China would consider that a uh, military maneuver or an invasion, essentially, and that they will use whatever tactics to dissuade the pilot from landing the plane in Taiwan, including flyovers what they're saying the Chinese pilots could do, flyovers, and, and at the worst, shoot her plane down. Why does she need to go to Thailand? Taiwan. Sorry, Taiwan. She wants to go to Taiwan because that's where all the chips are being made. And her and her husband just made substantial investments, moves. Investments, right? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it, it, it's substantial trading and investments shit. It's legal for them. in NVIDIA and I think the other chip maker that just happens to be based in Taiwan. So she's going there and she's going to these other countries and she may have gone to Thailand, but she went to South Korea too, where she's making these back these backdoor deals. And she's just making, this is just a money-making like trip for her, right? Like she's going on tour. But the Chinese president said, don't go to Taiwan. Or if you go to Taiwan, you know, you can't use military jets to uh, escort you in. Which she is the third person in line, I mean, lover or hater, I think she's an idiot. she still is the third person in line to run our country, bottom line, so that's threatening a leader of the United States. It's probably better for
0: her if she doesn't have escorts go with her because she can fly under the radar more.
1: Well, that's a lot of talk been said about that. No, so. I agree 100 percent because and here's the other thing. <clears throat> Uh, she's flying on a private plane. She's not taking a government plane. That's
2: interesting to me.
1: That's very inter- That's a very interesting piece of the puzzle because... I kind of remember Biden doing the same
2: thing at one point.
1: Okay, so she's flying into all these countries on a private plane or jet. No, jet. Not Air Force Two, not uh, congressional jet or whatever. Private plane. So a private plane wouldn't be, I wouldn't think, escorted in by America fighter fighter jets, right?
2: I mean, I does that make so. any
1: sense? I don't think that would really happen.
2: so, yeah, and that, so the, But
1: this is her out. <clears throat> oh, I can go to Taiwan. I got to go make my deal so I can make you know millions and millions and millions of dollars on this NVIDIA deal, which, like Buckley says, is insider trading. It's illegal for any of us on this panel to do this. But Pelosi, her husband, no problem perfectly fine perfectly fine yeah so but this is her route because she could say well what do what are you being i'm 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 an american citizen i can fly to taiwan i don't need your permission to fly to taiwan and i'm on a private plane and i have no military escort but i will say this i have never seen so many excited people that were really wanting pelosi to take this trip to taiwan Mm. including myself doesn't Pelosi have huge knockers? I I guess I don't know. I've heard she has
0: like huge boobs. Is I mean, that at true? this
1: at this point, I mean, she's eighty something years old, right? Can we pull something up here? I mean, she's she's <laughs> got some pretty big hangers on the interwebs. Okay, let's take a look. But but what do you guys' take on that that whole private plane thing? Uh, we know why she's going to Taiwan.
0: I mean, I th- I, for me, I just feel like it's you know to be under the radar. You know, less people that's here doing the stuff, the less accusations can be made about her. And, I mean, there was a clip a while back where she, I think, I don't know if it was Congress or somebody was asking her straight up about the insider trading that she had done, and um, you know, and I think they asked her like, "Do you think this should be legal? Like that you can do this?" And she just said like, "I don't know what you're talking about," and basically walked walked away. So. I mean, she's definitely doing, she's definitely trying to stay under the radar, is my opinion.
2: So is this like all over the headlines now? This is all being discussed in the news media this whole, all well, this you're talking about? Because I'm out of the loop on this.
0: It's something I think that she's no, been known for doing. I'll talk uh, about this
2: trip and stuff. Because oh, what's, what's become apparent to me is, I listen to you. Not sure. Talk about this is, what are they distracting people from? If there's all this hoopla about this, then there's something else going on that this is the distraction for.
0: I don't know. Did you see the stuff about the gun bans, uh, the assault rifles, air quotation marks, uh, bills that were being passed in Congress? And mm-hmm. that was speculated yeah. that one of the reasons why they were building the new walls around D.C. and stuff like that. Did you anyone see any of that stuff?
1: Uh, yeah, we're all familiar Simply with it. It
2: goes through a cycle where the... Uh, yeah, we're for, but we're the Senate for, doesn't usually pass them. It's it's like for publicity purposes. Yeah, but, yeah. I funny. thought
0: maybe maybe they're trying to distract people from that.
2: So I'm still firmly in the camp of devolution, even putting a wall around the White House and all the rest of this, and taking a private plane because
1: and the Capitol building, the
2: Capitol building. Just there's there's so many things that indicate.
0: Um, C- can you reiterate real quick what devolution is?
2: So it, for the a, listeners, not me. Um. Just. So um, it was, if you subscribe to it, it was. It's believed that there was a plan put in place, very methodical um, plan, involving certain people in strategic positions, such as Trump as president. That knowing that the deep state, the cabal, whomever they are, um, had a plan uh, that they were working out over a long period of time to control the world. That this was the counter plan to it. And okay. it, it's a gotcha. secret plan, and uh, so everyone's playing a role in this. Even, I believe leaders of countries from China to Russia are playing a role. And actually the Biden administration, I feel they're losing miserably. And a little bit I am catching in the headlines now, they're being defeated at every turn on major issues from gun control to religious rights and um, prayer um, and even the abortion thing. So And just
0: keeping shit covered up too.
2: Stuff I mean, is becoming... It's like,
0: be- look at the Uvalde shooting. I mean, there's so much stuff on that that's just being... Like, it's either being put out there to cause a ruckus and a stir, or it's just being uncovered, and mm-hmm. there's no way to keep it
2: covered up. So the other part of this is my take on it, that if truly the devolution folks, the military um, people that are involved at very strategic high levels... Um, intelligence community that there's going to be if you're going to do away with the cabal and the system they've put in place you're going to have to the United States is going to have to be brought down significantly the monetary system is going to have to be um, removed and something else replaced um, that is more equitable to the world Um, it's not something I've heard talk about but it would have to in any detail, but things that have been put placed by the cabal got to be dismantled. But they just have to—they have to be dismantled in a very methodical way. Um, and I, I, it seems like to me, what's happening is that's occurring. But the average person may not even ever be aware it happened, and maybe that's part of the plan that they're going to usher in a new—not the new world order, but a new world order—not the one that they plan to have—and not realize that it's not, you
0: know. Yes. So you, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Buck. I was going to say. So you think like the whole. Because I remember you saying a little earlier that you weren't, like, as into stuff in the news as you were, like, previously.
2: I haven't had time to, correct?
0: Yeah, so, oh, okay. I didn't know if maybe that was because you kind of thought, like, the Cabal stuff was being dismantled. And maybe you were kind of, like, pulling out a little bit because you f- could feel that it was being taken down. Is that yeah. maybe how you're feeling a
2: little bit? Or No, I've just been super busy. And so I've been in this so busy. long that I can actually, like, disconnect and come back and not even miss a beat because it's kind of following a pattern plan and you see it repeat itself in different ways. Yeah. It was like years ago when I left church, I came back 20 years later. It was like, I didn't miss anything. It's the same sermon. It's the same, everything. Oh yeah. I mean, no, nothing changes. <laughs> so, so the same thing.
1: So let's look, let's look at the defeats Roe versus Wade defeated. Uh, now, you know, they tried another gun to pass another gun law. That got beat. They're not going to pass this one. The Senate's not going to pass this law. I mean, it's unconstitutional. Right. How can you install an unconstitutional law? Right. Uh, they're getting. They know they're getting caught on this whole election fraud thing, which they're still pushing that there's no credible credible evidence against, you know, proving that there was, uh, you know, election fraud, which obviously there is. So they hand, they're handing all these. They know midterms are coming, and they're screwed. They know that they're not. It's going to be a total red wave. That's why I say they're really going to have these midterm elections, right? So if what's might- going to happen? But but look at what look at the talk that we're hearing. Just a rhetoric. The between uh, President Xi of China and uh, Biden mm-hmm. saying he's going to shoot down Nancy Pelosi's plane. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, I just look at look at everything they know. They know they're going out the door. So now it's and now so what comes back? Well, we got monkeypox back. Well, and now these rebound cases that right. they're calling it technically a rebound case. So, of uh, uh, Biden had COVID allegedly. Look, man, I've been, I've had all my shots, I've had all my boosts, I've had everything. I've got COVID, but
0: can no they, longer sniff children.
1: But they give him this—I uh, forget the name of the med, the new med, Paxlovid or Paxlovid or whatever—and uh, and he feels better. Did do? And then boom, he tests negative. Okay, I'm back to work. And boom, he tests positive again. <laughs> now it's a oh no, this is a quote unquote rebound case. All right, Dr. Bricks comes out and says, well, we knew that it wasn't going to keep people, the vaccination wasn't going to keep people from spreading. We knew it wasn't going to keep people from getting sick. Okay, why is she not on fucking being arrested? Why isn't she being canceled from all of her social media platforms for disinformation back then? Because now we're finding out it was all bullshit. Right. Now we're finding out that now Fauci admits that uh, the NIH had something to do with gain of function. And then also adds to the lab leak theory, which we all talked about before, and people were getting canceled left and right. Okay, now that the things that everybody was saying that we were spreading misinformation, harmful disinformation, and uh, uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Propaganda. No, conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. We're all of us conspiracy theorists. We're all getting literally like banned on every, like you would get banned on Facebook, and then. Say you said something on Facebook or you didn't say anything on Twitter or Instagram and you were banned on those ones as well. When well, I come to find out, there was just there was a whistleblower just came out that all these social media platform people that run these that run these outfits all had a meeting with Big Farmer mm. and with the C D C and the WHO and LA, like, listen, you gotta shut this stuff down. Well we know that uh,
0: big tech social media is Uh, politicians, the political system has a back door into those uh, companies, which Dr. Shiva, you know, he had that case a while back. I don't ever know what the outcome, I never learned what the outcome was of it, but it was basically essentially that he was fighting, you know, social media, working with politicians to basically help, uh, persuade her or cause election fraud. And that was on the Congressional level for him in the state of Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: so you said, uh, Ron, about them just backing out. This isn't an election like a year like any other because there is no backing out at this point in the game. It's this is treasonous what they've done,
1: mm-hmm. and the
2: consequence is death. So it's not like they just have to buy some time and wait for another election cycle. I, I think don't know if
1: that's going that to happen. I think it no, has that, to happen. At I some mean, point. just like, like take I for don't example, think they're right? ever. I don't think they're
0: ever going to be held accountable. Take for example the vaccines too, because like you know we have people pushing the vaccines. We have people like Dr. Fauci, which we already talked about, and Nancy Pelosi, um, and you know they're not going to be held accountable. You well, can't hold the companies accountable. Because of the whole vaccine court situation, so it 's like
2: let me put who's it this way. held
0: accountable if there 's proven factual stuff like Dr. fauci and then there 's laws put in place like the vaccine to create the vaccine court who 's held accountable
2: so to a degree, look at like cancer in the body, you need to eradicate it if you leave it around. Um, you're going to end up with other malignancies and it's going to return. So this thing, and however they do it, I don't know, but short of actually everything collapsing, the Kapal's infrastructure, whether it be social media, um, pharmaceuticals. If this plan, the devolution plan, the way I understand it is to work, that all has to go away completely. There can't be anything left. So what about the dollar, the collapse of the dollar? Uh-huh. So that has no life. It's <clears throat> no value anymore. Now, People should be very, very, very concerned now about that. So you're talking about this Pelosi stuff in the plane in Taiwan and stuff. Well, distraction, I think there's a couple big issues going on here, just on the sidelines listening to what's going on. We got the money thing that's happening where they gonna, it's going to have to be replaced with something. I do remember something about Russia backing some of their um, currency by gold or something, exchanging oil for it, and that's actually a reality now and it's happening. So we got the elections, and we've got this monetary thing, the collapse. Um, interest rates, I know that they're going up. I've heard that. So at the end of its life cycle, which we've been there for a while and it's been on life support, um, it's not like we just gain more time and, and we, we somehow manipulate the monetary system. It should have gone away a decade ago and they've been able to oh, live it along at
1: least that right. actually actually more than that like before 2008 so
2: whoever controls that mechanism whoever controls whatever that new money system is controls all the pieces so you think it's bitcoin i don't know Crypto? i think it's going to be something we don't know if if we're no, talking about it so. i don't think it, i don't think it's going to be what what takes place
0: what do you what if it's like a ubi mixed with like social credit score slash cryptocurrency Well, that's how they would... That's that's, what they want. That's what they want,
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you think it's
0: like the flip side. It's going to be the opposite of what they're pushing.
2: It's going to be something more equitable to mankind. It's something that can't be controlled in the way that they've done with these um, central bank currencies, fiat currencies for so
1: long. So what you're saying is, this is what you're thinking will happen if the cabal does fall. Nice rhyme. Okay, yeah, it was a good one. But, But I saw a report where Putin uh Russia, China, Saudi Arabia, Brazil I think Venezuela talking
2: about the BRICS nations thing.
1: Yeah, they're coming up with their own uh what's the term? world currency. Yeah, so yeah, reserve currency. Yeah. They're coming up with their own world world reserve currency and that the Russian ruble will be backed up by gold. So these sanctions that they pulled on Putin like like I said this in a post like he's just he just he just played Biden like a fucking fiddle, all right? Because he says because it, these are all the things that he had to do to combat the transactions, uh, not the transactions. The uh, what are they? Oh Christ! Sanctions. Sorry. <laughs> so so the so the so the world uh, puts all these sanctions against Russia because of this whole Ukraine thing. So Russia's, <laughs> uh, I'm starting to think that Russia wanted that to happen, and maybe that they invaded Ukraine to force these countries so now to put sanctions in that, so that he could put his game yeah. in first gear. That And
2: I don't think it, it ends I mean, with I him. don't think
1: that's much of a stretch to, to, no. to think that. We all ask, why the Ukraine war? The Ukraine war may have been because he knew that these countries were going to force sanctions onto him. And then when he has all these sanctions, well, he has to do what he has to do to survive... So now he can back to ruble by gold, which means it's a real currency, get into bed with China, who's his neighbor, get into bed with all these other countries that are just happen to be oil producing countries, and form a new world reserve currency that does not include the american petrodollar. And I think
2: the facilitator of what you're talking was yeah. Trump after the Las Vegas shooting when he took that trip around the world and met with all those leaders. And right, so discuss- tell
1: us so tell us what you think on that. I know we've talked about it before but for the listeners.
2: It was there was a much more it was a more massive event in Las Vegas it, Involved multiple.
1: And you think this shooter thing was to distract p- people from knowing that Trump was meeting with these other world leaders?
2: No, I think it was a legitimate event. And uh, it was thwarted. And then Trump used an opportunity to go or fly around the world and say, listen, we're actually in control. And we even knew that you were going to do what you did. And that's why we were able to thwart it. And you didn't get away with it. And this is what we're going to tell the world. But we're going to put this deal together because we all have the same enemy. We're all puppets in this, in this game that's being played around the world. Um, so let's if we stand up, unite together, then we can take them down um, and beat them at their own game. That's okay. what I think is going right. Out. Well, didn't
1: you say that Trump was meeting with the Saudi Crown Prince? In, he did in, in Las Vegas.
2: No, no. So my understanding, I gotta pull back here. That I think the top three four floors of the MGM were, were owned by the Saudi royal family. They were involved in that assassination attempt on Trump. He was in Las Vegas when that went down. I think there was three other hotels involved.
1: Oh, so you're saying there was a there was a, a, a ploy by the Saudis to assassinate Trump. That's my understanding. Okay.
2: And there was a getaway through a, a, a underground um, rail system that was there in Las Vegas and and a whole bunch more of the pieces. There was very mysterious, and it's never been explained, um, picture of Melania and Donald and a couple world leaders where they're, sitting in a darkened room and there's like this sphere, this ball that they got their hands on and it's, it's glowing. And the it looking wrong. glass. It, it may represent, who knows. Um, but yeah, it seems like those bits, to the, it's unfolding in that fashion. Now again, so the Kapal is, is very, they've brainwashed not just the United States citizens but the worldwide community for so long mm-hmm. that they believe the lie. So this has to happen in a way where you can't rock their world to the point where they will reject it. And that's what the balancing act here. It's, it's in tiny, tiny bites. You can't consume the elephant in, in one fell swoop. Oh, that's true. So, But if you look and, and watch how the tables are turning, it's a very slow, gradual process. You Remember, that their plan, at least through Albert Pike, the 200-year plan back then, again, 200 years in the making to get to this point. Now, prior to Trump winning the election, um, we had troops and tanks on the border of Russia. The world was so brainwashed and the United States um, citizens were that they had won. They they just had to flip the switch and everything that was necessary was in place to take us down, the pandemics, everything. Remember, the pandemics were talked about way before Trump came into office they'd written about him and that was that whole thing was going to pro- progress in a certain way which they had written about in detail and he thwarted that and i think they've been playing catch-up ever since they're doing the best they can but they've never been this out of control in the time i've watched it you know for for a few decades it, it's very methodical in in they didn't make the mistakes <clears throat> they're, they make now that are covering for them but they didn't make them to this degree back then because they're floundering, I don't think they know what to do next.
1: I think they're lost too. I mean, look at look at the, the chick there, uh, Pierre. What was it La Pierre or whatever? The, Jean-Marc. the yeah, uh, who took over Saki Saki's job? <laughs> Everything that comes out of her mouth now is bullshit. As you see, Peter Ducey, you know, so good. He's so good at really just getting under her skin. Yeah, and he uh, asked her the question about the wall, right? Oh, we're not, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not finishing the wall. We're cleaning up the mess that was left by the previous administration. What mess are you talking about? The so kids what, in cages, Ron. Well, so this is what they're doing. They're finishing the wall in Arizona to force the migrants to come in through Texas, because they want to bombard Texas because Texas is the state in the union that doesn't need the rest of the union. Okay, can't Texas, Texas, can, Texas put, can do their own thing? can't, but, yeah, but think, can't think of, Texas think about, like put some extra in law
0: enforcement down on, on their border? And Absolutely. That now
2: think about that without
1: having to go through like federal. You said stuff? they're
2: finishing the wall. Right? Because
1: the, Fed, the feds aren't doing anything for them, so they got to do it themselves. Right. But, right. but
2: but think about what it's just they're finishing the wall. So see how <laughs> see how things Sean, are. John pro- talking to the mic. Hey. God damn it! Are progressing? It, it the jobs getting done? The things that Trump was doing? It's just not the way you thought they were getting completed. Now you're talking about Texas control. They control it better. But the point is these different. Um, projects that trump had going on and various things that he had in motion a lot of them have not stopped and that's what in case to me that through the supreme court and stuff we think oh they're all bought and paper but wait a minute look at these rulings that just came out
0: isn't trump still the president
1: He certainly he's a player he's just a but- he's i i think he's still playing i think he's still a player and he still has a lot of influence look at He's influencing a lot of people in these upcoming elections.
2: So, so what's That's true. I don't he, know if you guys he's
1: still pulling
0: numbers too on his huge uh, numbers. Uh, yeah. When He goes and does a speech or a rally. Numbers or he or never had before.
2: So, see, Which he has a following crazy. he never had before. Well, he already had
0: a huge following,
2: not like he does now, and he has a worldwide following. Yeah. So
0: that's true. I'm
2: not sure if we ever. T- I don't remember talking about this, or you guys did, but and there's something I've never seen it explained in any way other than so the pictures of the Romanov family royal family, the daughter, and the son, how they mirror image of Melania and Baron Trump. Okay, so if that is true, I mean, we, we've seen pictures of Melania Trump and Baron Trump. We've seen pictures for, for, you know, 100 years of the Romanov family. Okay, that's not a coincidence.
1: There are, there are conspiracy theories out there, let's just call them not to cover our ass, that Melania <laughs> Trump actually is a member of the Romanov family. Now, there's all kinds of... Stuff online that debunks it, of course, because they would never want to admit that. But that's something that I have looked into on occasion. It's not, they can debunk it, they can, but the,
2: the, it's not even similar. They're like identical. There's a blood connection, genetic connection thing going on there. So how does that play in? Well, in the bigger picture of the devolution, it very much would play in if Putin's playing a significant role, Trump's playing a role. Could Baron be the heir to the Russian throne? Wow, that brings a whole nother aspect into this, right? You know,
1: that's still a question. That's an ongoing question on who actually is heir to the Romanov throne,
2: right? So they were infiltrated mm-hmm. by by England and the royal family over there, and all that. And now we're getting down that rabbit trail of the whole history of where this goes. But I think we need to go there at some because,
1: well, let's go there real quick, sure, just briefly. The uh, the one king there or whatever prince of England. The one of the higher ups in Germany, and Tsar Nicholas were all first cousins. So, so, but it was the Germans who bankrolled Lenin, yeah, to go into St. Petersburg, and start the the Russian Revolution. So, which ultimately took out the Tsar. So that could have been a family squabble, for all we know, right? I I mean, I mean, that's mm -hmm. because you got the Germans bankrolling Lenin. Lenin goes to Russia. The Tsar, Tsarina, the whole family—they're all wiped out, allegedly, except for, as the story goes, Anastasia. Anastasia. And and so Anastasia's line probably moved down the line if she if she did survive. Now this is because these are the things that we don't know about that start up these that these theories that everybody has. See,
2: I'm beginning to believe that World War One and World War Two are one one event. It was just the start. And A little the break in the middle of of in i'll go even further because and this goes back to some research i was into last winter which we never talked about but um i believe the russian people as a whole genetically are our cousins Uh in other words the europeans what europeans that built america um and there is a wall they put up between the two countries which they did with stalin and lenin and get rid of the uh, royal family over there because they had. They don't ever want – and this go, goes – we talked about looking glass before, the whole thing. If the United States and Russia come together, I think they're our, our cousins. And if we realize that we're related, we're not enemies because they created the Cold War situation.
1: Yeah, so, so they wanted to give everybody the illusion that we were at war with Russia when the whole time we're probably not. No, no. And we're probably not now either.
2: But you, to this day, you talk to people and they think, oh, anti-Russia because the whole – Uh, Cold War um, conditioning that they put forth, which we got to break through because the people aren't the problem. Just like the people in the United States aren't the problem, it's the government. I'm not convinced the Russian government is the problem anymore.
0: There's also a lot of uh, anti Russia propaganda that's you know portrayed through movies, media, films. It's been ongoing. It's been ongoing shows
1: all the time. Well, I don't think it's as much anti Russia as it is anti communist. Well, I, right? see, I see a lot of specific right. yeah. no, stuff where
0: it's like, oh, Russian, Russians are the bad guys. Right. But like, what I'm saying the is new, this um,
1: we've been painting Russia as the bad guys because of communism. But in actuality, what about these capitalist Russians? Like, they're not communists. Yeah. So I think. Are, are they really the enemy? But no, Buckley, you're right. There's, there's always anti Russian sentiment like everywhere. Well, and even, and even the, the new... Democrats have been pushing it.
0: Democrats have been pushing it for years. Well, even like in the new Stranger Things show. Um, That's very popular, like the main bad guys or some of the main bad guys are the Russians.
2: So I think the conditioning continues. And ultimately, what I think you're seeing World War I and World War II is the extermination of the 12 Hebrew tribes. You got the missing 10 that migrated um, into Siberia, um, ended up being the population of Russia, most likely. European migration in, we're the ancestors of a European, we're the missing 10 tribes, they're the missing 10 tribes, and the other two tribes are the ones that were Judah and Levi that were in Israel. So World of World War Two was an attack on a bloodline, or 12 bloodlines. So the enemy, we can kind of get bogged down in, in the micro here, but I think we have to look at the macro. Who are they you know, going to the back to Babylon thing and stuff. Who are they? Where do they come from? What are their intentions? What and they that's doing? something I would
1: like to, once you start getting a little bit more free time to get back on.
2: And that's where, and we, we touched on before, and you had asked me about the uh, um, time frame. I think we might be living outside of the time frame that we're, we're told we're living from the standpoint of the church that they created in the time of uh, the rapture and Revelation. It Listen, Revelation... Uh, the, the rapture and the end of times are two different events separated by a thousand-year um, millennium reign. But they've conflated the two together in the church that the rapture and the end times are one and the same. They're not.
1: Okay, so this is something that I wanted to talk about today. <clears throat> now, the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. where Jesus is supposed to be, you know, in— uh, and you can explain it a little bit better, Sean, but— yeah. But uh, where Jesus reigns for a thousand years and everything is honky dory, and at the end of that thousand years, Satan is released, or mm-hmm. Satan is released or escapes. No, he's released. Okay, so Satan or the Antichrist—it's
2: all one and the same. See, all right. So let let me just kind of um, structure this a little different. We've heard of Satan. Look, it as never as an individual. He is an individual, but this is a massive infrastructure set up like an army that works as a military force in the demonic realm, the spiritual realm. It could be consist of millions of billions um, of of entities, spirits, um, and they've all got everything on the line at this point. It's like
0: an energy or something? No, it's
2: – they're actually – One spiritual per one and, thing? No, it's not one thing. It's individual. Right. I think that's where we miss this thing. They've put a label on this thing entity called satan so he is the problems pray against satan he's just he, again a player
1: so he is the one and only problem when in fact there's tens of thousands or hundreds of Much thousands more. of other yep. demonic players
2: right yeah. and, and it's structured and it's organized i think we can look at how our military gets structured and that's probably came from the way they structure their military and the assault on humanity question and,
0: so like i went a while back i went and was looking up like different prophecies of like apocalypse as throughout like time and it seemed as though like every i don't know i forget the duration of time but it was like every couple thousand years or hundred years it was like some priest came out and would say oh the antichrist is coming on this date and then it never happened and then it would like the prophecy would happen again like in another hundred years or whatever from a priest Antichrist is coming, the apocalypse, blah, right. this day, this time, right. or whatever, never happened. So what do you – like so – do you think that was like a, a, a false prophecy or do you think it was like
2: – I think it was intentional, intentional and it was yeah, designed think, okay. to discourage people and to discredit Christianity. Um, so I also don't believe that Christianity as as it's created – I think from, from um, the Muslim religion, Hinduism, Judaism, Christianity, they're all created by the cabal. Right. I think the underlying there is scripture um encompasses everything um God uh Jesus is um Yeshua, God Yahweh um oh, excuse me Yahweh Yeshua, I reversed them um and they've controlled the truth we have a very small um bit of truth in terms of our scripture in ter- of what it actually existed and I think it's probably held by the Vatican um but this is the point. It's it's they' They hold the cards, and they're they've controlled us and kept us in a box of what we understand, religiously and otherwise. They want us to to feel safe in in this box that they've created, and so they've made a real for the Christian religion. Okay, go to church, sit in the pew, um, give your your um, offering, which is okay if ten percent of your offering is is supposed to be your the tithe, which is of your income that you earn, I think that there's is further taking of your money as a slave in their system. right? Including that system. So there's 10% right off the top there. There's the, the money paid to the federal government, your local state. Look how much of your <clears throat> money and that's a big chunk that they've ag- got people to agree. Now, there's nothing in the New Testament that says you're to tithe 10%. That was an Old Testament thing for to keep the, the, the um, Levi, the priesthood alive because all they did was perform certain fer- uh, services and functions that they didn't have a full-time job. Doesn't exist today. The church is not in the New Testament. So tithing isn't the New Testament. The organized church, the way we have it, is not. this created in Rome, um, inside of a building. So they had the synagogues in the Old Testament, and there's no – they've made this, this, this construct, this teaching um, of Christianity that they control the narrative on to no. this day.
0: So when you say – when you talk about the Egyptian monetary system – The thing that comes to my mind is slaves, essentially. And, you know, when we go back to Egypt, and you've said this before in the past, like it's essentially the same uh, Egyptian monetary system that they used in the past. That's uh, until today. Um, And I mean, if you think about slaves, right, what did they do? They worked. They are given a home. They were given food, and that was basically— So
2: they outlived their usefulness.
0: Right, and that's basically what they did. Well, what are are the average Americans doing today? They have a job. They own a house or have a place to live. They can afford food.
2: You have to keep the slaves happy. Right. Just to settle slaves. Now, you you do that to a point where you've accomplished your goal— um, the whole story of of Egypt and Exodus and Pharaoh was they outlived their youthfulness, and he was going to do away with them, the Hebrew people. So my point here with Russia and the United States is we are those same group of people from back then, um, and, and in the macro, they're the same controlling controlling group of the slaves, whether it be the Canaanites, the Egyptians, the Babylonians, the current um, Nazi Jews or the Ashkenazis. They're the same bloodline. They're the same group of controlling people of the same the cabal. Slave, the cabal controlling the same group of slaves throughout history. They just so don't know you, they'd be in control.
0: Do you so this ancient bloodline, which is obviously extremely interesting to me and you guys as well, uh do you get on board with them being reptilians?
2: Alright, well so let's look at it this way. what is or, or was
0: it the Nephilim? Is that what, well, now or we, is that different? So
2: this, yeah, it's all different. So we do, okay. Satan, if you look at him as an individual, an entity, in, in the gardens, he's represented as a snake. Okay? Yeah. And that shouldn't. they were talking about, he's the, he's the most cunning of the beasts of the field, so he's one of a group called the beasts of the field, and his presentation was as a snake, as yeah. something reptilian. So these beasts of the field, they're not human in the sense Adam and Eve or they were made in God's image. They're some animalistic reptilian type entities that we don't know for sure.
0: Do you think they're like an alien species or do you think it's essentially biblical kind of?
2: I think aliens are
0: biblical. You think? Okay. okay yeah. I
2: got you. So the demonic realm is the, the, the satanic realm or that we don't know. Um, the scripture says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and that's all inclusive of, of everything. Mm-hmm. And then, so whatever these entities are, whatever they're, something must have happened to where they come from to want to come here. Something's going on we don't know about where they're putting everything on the line for the sake of this planet called Earth. Um,
0: Well, there's some people who think it's like kind of like a spiritual plane, right? And humans are kind of in this realm to seek ascension. Uh, Other people think. (laughs) Other people
1: think that this is actually hell. Well, or that
0: it's hell or that it's a slave planet that the reptilians, quote, unquote, have come, come down and enslaved humanity and use us as a resource to get resources as well as eat us. I think
2: something to that degree
0: may Drink be going our
2: blood on to some— <laughs> Yummy. But what what is the story what's, that God tells about it? The narrative is something was lost and something was to be gained back, and that was Earth. It, um, and what goes along with it is any of these entities and these warring factions that are spiritual and otherwise— that touch this creation and affect it in a negative way are going to be judged at the end. So not just the physical realm. The other thing is, it says we don't wrestle in flesh and blood, but principality and power. So we got people coming against us in life. It's what motivates them behind the scenes. The spiritual realm cannot be ignored. It is by the church. They act as though it doesn't exist, um, but it does. And there's a bloodline to it. And it has its origin. So you got something like this beast of this field with this physical nature and somehow the the whole interaction with the Nephilim that come down, there's an angelic um, component to it, and then that ends up going by the wayside, but yet there's this remnant of something going on. I think what they've done is they've tried, they're always trying to get back to something they had when they were in power. And I think the Nephilim, the original Nephilim and the giants were, they called, Native American Indians called cloud eaters. They're like 250 feet tall. Well, that's a whole lot bigger than Sasquatch. Mm. And I think the modern... Variation of that is what we know as Sasquatch, and it gets into the biblical David and Goliath. We tend to we're told, and it's reiterated through cartoons and otherwise teaching in the church that Goliath looked like David, just bigger version of that. But I don't think so. Based on scripture, I think um, Goliath probably had hair like a goat, and he will be a modern version of a Sasquatch that we have here today. And that kind of takes us down a rabbit hole. What else it's about? And oh, yeah. I've got it mapped out where you know where at least it's a, a version that makes sense. Um, scientifically, biblically, genetically, that they're here, they have a right to be here, Um, they have a territorial right, they have probably um, a, a legal right when they didn't, the Hebrews didn't take them down when they were supposed to in the promised land after Exodus, they were supposed to take down the giants, the six groups of them, three of them, and three of them were left, and I think we see the remnants of this here today, and that bloodline is interwoven into a more physical Adam and Eve's genetic line where we can't tell what it looks like anymore because they've taken on our identity. Because they're they're great for taking something that's not theirs, especially taking the identity of something, or a group or a country, or a people.
1: That's something that the Khazars were good at, which is which is a subject that everybody knows I love the Khazars. Right. So uh so yeah, so I hope, you know, in the future we're gonna be able to dig a little deeper on some of those things. But yeah, but tell sure. tell me uh tell me what you think because we're seeing a lot of theories of the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ, yeah, and we're seeing a lot of theories that 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 thousand year reign of Christ is already coming gone, and now this is why. Well, that's all interesting
2: this... to me that you see it's even being theorized because I hadn't even been hearing about it. It's something I oh, okay, to you
1: about. so so check this out. So look at all this what we would consider Luciferian satanic shit that's going on now. So after the thousand year reign of Christ, Satan is to be released from the abyss
2: and to, to gain as many followers as he can, and his time is short.
1: Okay, so what's happening? What's been happening for the last five hundred years?
2: Well, so this is the thing, and this is where four
1: thousand years, like like or whatever,
2: started thinking that something else was going on here when I when I understood that World War II wasn't what it was. It, what as it was um told to us historically that the the jews the nazis weren't the hebrew people and then that got me to ask them some questions because if you come from the standpoint that scripture predicts the future which i am and it's never wrong and it hasn't been um we got some disconnects here because these people that supposedly were going to come back to god's holy land or god's holy people are not them they're the infiltrators well that didn't make any sense it does scripturally doesn't make any sense some statements in scripture about, Jesus said about a generation won't pass for these events. And, and I started thinking, well, maybe all this did already come to pass. Because something, there's another significant event here, and I heard it years ago when I first became a Christian, was about pay attention when they start rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem because time's close and blah, blah, blah. Well, there's permission to rebuild the temple now in Tel Aviv through the Israeli Jews. Again, not the Hebrews, right? In
1: Tel Aviv, not Jerusalem? Tel Aviv. But okay. the thing is,
2: it's it's being it's being from what I read, it's in the image of the Tower of Babel because they're the Babylonians. So, the church is telling you all oh, prophecies being fulfilled, events are being fulfilled, but they don't seem to be orchestrated by God. So it's like there's a roadmap. So what I, I theorized here was that there was this mud flood, this event that we don't have explanation of, and, and these buildings seem to there's a whole story below ground that they weren't built that way, but they. Got, some event occurred, and the mud was left, and they consider in basements now, and they build arches over them and windows, and it's like they were designed that way. But it didn't seem like they were. So what kind of event could have occurred? But more importantly, why is the cabal so insistent on covering this event up? Why are we giving no information on it? Mm-hmm. So I, I theorize, like, wait a minute, maybe we're beyond the thousand year. Maybe that already came to pass, the saint Louis-Less Loop, and the impact on, on the environment was this mud flood event. You know, it seemed kind of outrageous, but I'm like, wait a minute. So the other thing I thought about concerning this was, well, the let's the, the, the Sasquatch, the Giants that didn't go away. They they didn't. They're still here. Um, we share a common bloodline with them now. It's been contaminated, but we share genetics. A um, bloodlines with Rh negative positive reflects yeah. that, right? So um, I'm not sure if we went at that before, but there's some component to that. So would it it would stand to reason that that thousand year millennium reign, if Jesus was he was bringing peace to the earth and educating about what had happened in the past and, and the untruths that whatever those creatures were, and I believe they're partially angelic. I don't think when you're dealing with Sasquatch, you're dealing with a totally um, physical being. There's there's other aspects to it. The angelic. What gives it capabilities beyond what we I have? I think
1: I think there's definitely a mystical uh, component. To, okay, so to
2: Sasquatch. So then it's it's seen reasonable that if, if that were the case in thousand year millennium, somehow these creatures, these beasts of the field, these whatever they look like currently, would have come together and is one with us as a race of people, because ultimately, um, if we share those bloodlines, Jesus grafted others in. We're led to believe he grafts. Christians are grafted in because they lost their way and stuff, but I think he's talking about a bloodline that got grafted in because it got contaminated. So um, would we have anything that showed us that this during this mud flood event that they're possibly – that the cohabitation of these large creatures and – well, human-sized creatures. And you, you find these buildings in Europe where there's these large archway doorways and these small ones where – wait a minute, did they let's cohab-
1: and so, well, let me let me ask you something on that. <clears throat> do you think that the mud flood catastrophe was the aftermath of the actual deluge where we talk about Noah's Ark?
2: No, I think. Or, it's do, a or do you modern. think it was
1: before it or after it? I'm
2: thinking again. This is all theoretical. We're talking here outside. Oh the no, box. these are definitely just okay. theories. Yeah. So what I think was all the. It seems to me reasonable that the flood, and I believe it all occurred the way they said it did and so forth, and then we had the millennium rain, and then Satan was let loose, and his impact on the earth was that mud flood, that that historical event that they don't talk about and they cover up. And these structures were actually here prior to the millennium, but yet we're told that we, they were built in the last hundreds of years.
1: Yeah, you know what I think I find interesting about it, and Buckley and I did a little bit about this before, was that, You know, you got the thousand year reign. Now a lot of people are coming out and theorizing that this thousand year reign of Jesus Christ is done and gone, right? Yeah. And that's news to me. But if they are, that's great news. And (laughs) now, now, now that's gone by. So now we're living in a time where Satan is reigning, like Satan is in power. And to me, that makes more sense because you see what's going on out in the world, right? Right. So, so you know, if you start thinking about that, you have a thousand years, right? What about this 900 and something years that was injected into our timeline?
2: Wasn't that interesting?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, Buckley and I. Do you remember what that was called? We did the show. It was on the it. calendar stuff. Was right? it the phantom, phantom, phantom... Thi- phantom Time Theory? Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, I, I believe it was called Phantom Time Theory where these people, these rulers got together and they said, you know what? We need to install this nine I think it was 967 years or whatever might as well say Let's it's say a, a thousand thou- might as well say it's a thousand years right injected that into our timeline you're gonna have to somehow so in reality it. like right now we're only supposed to be like the what 1700s or something yeah. like that yeah so, so but I mean how do you think that plays into the theory that the thousand year reign of Jesus has already gone past us and that now we're living in the time of Satan Well, because everything I see that's going on now is pretty satanic.
2: Okay. (laughs) So this
1: is, I mean, wouldn't you agree Buckley? Yeah, I think, I mean, you see it all over the place. So So think
2: about this. This is the way I relate to racing because I was a racer for years. If someone came to me and said, listen, we're going to give you the opportunity for this race. It's the biggest race of its kind ever. And you're going to be a participant. You got the choice of a track you've been most successful at in your racing career or a track you've never been to before.
1: Which one are you going to choose? The one you're the one you're used to you know.
2: okay so if Satan were bound for a thousand years and he's let loose and he knows his time is short and he's tried to get as many people as he can why would he not revert back to something he already knows the outcome of mm-hmm. why not go back and say listen when we're in this time frame use scripture as a roadmap telling people that hadn't happened yet when in fact it had and now you've got a, a place to work from to mislead the masses and that can be that can be very very powerful so in essence' what's, what's reconstruct a timeline, and we'll, but we're, like, for example, the Hebrew people are now replaced by us, the Cabal, the Jews, the Babylonians, and we'll occupy that place, but we're going to tell the believers that it's actually the, the descendants of God that are occupying the place, when in fact, the majority of the believers are actually the royal bloodline, they just don't know it, mm-hmm. because they've mm-hmm. believed the narrative, the story that's been told, and through the church and through the seminaries um, over a period of time. So Satan would have the advantage of... Um, knowing how that turned out the first time around, setting a stage and also having a biblical prophecy that um, is accepted as truth because it prophesies events that now they're in control of. So it gives them the upper hand. There's a part of Scripture where it talks about if the rapture, and again, I'll divide the rapture from the end of time. The end of days are different than the rapture. But Scripture says, in the end of time, end of days, it will be like it was in the time of Noah. Well, if we were in the time of the rapture waiting for Jesus to come back, then that wouldn't be in the time of Noah. And one thing in the time of Noah was God destroyed the world because they had I mean, genetically just modified everything and changed stuff to the degree that we seem to be experiencing now. So the
1: flood was more of a cleansing. was a cleansing. A, a cleansing, yeah.
2: Right. So the other thing is, we don't have a roadmap to what we're living right now. And. Possibly. So in, in, in generally, when God created Scripture, it was after the fact. People had a chance to look at it and be like, hey, this is what happened. Why? Since he's the yes, same yesterday and tomorrow, why wouldn't that be the same now? We think we have this insight to the time we're living in the future because he gave it to us in the Scripture. But what if he's creating another Scripture for the time we're living now because it hasn't happened yet? So we as believers, I as a believer, um, don't know how this goes. I know that, for example, when I see the headlines and it looks like, let's say, in devolution and the cabal losing – that's not what I see written in Scripture, where they're losing the way that they are. So, again, there's a little contradiction there. I'm like, wow, it's a little different than I think, you know, than I thought things were going to be playing out. So another big part of this, I think, everything has to be done voluntarily. For example, the jab, right? Voluntarily taking it. There's a part of this where you enter into it voluntarily. Adam and Eve did what they did voluntarily.
1: And does this come into the, the theory that we had that they got to they gotta gain your consent?
2: They, I think, yeah, they had to okay. gain your consent. Well, that's so, like a rule. It seems to be. And, and, yeah, it seems to be. So think about this, or consider this. Um, Operation Bluebeam, I think it was, where they talked about technology, project holographic images, and there was even discussions a long time ago I right read about they would create a historical event, the Rapture, that they would create this event. And Which they, would,
1: they could use Bluebeam to do that. They,
2: okay, and they talked specifically about it. So a Rapture was an event that no one knew the day of time which God said. Okay. So why would they put all this effort forward in something that maybe it would con- t- conflict with God's true event unless they knew it had come to pass and it couldn't. So what's a, what's one of the benefits of that? Well, scripture talks about if you were not one who got taken out in the rapture, then the way you're going to find your way back to God is to be beheaded. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. So are they going to line up now? With the guilty I'm used? trying to
1: figure out the science behind that. Uh, uh,
2: Do you think if
1: they faked a
0: rapture, like if, through would, holograms, or would people line up to be? Do you think people would even believe, believe it? Because there's such like a, they're taking the jab and it's
2: killing them. Well, there's <laughs> the, well,
0: no, I mean there's such like this sort of <clears throat> an, not. I don't want to say anti-religion. Well, no, there's some anti a lot of anti-religious beliefs or people who just aren't religious at all. That like if they faked a rapture, they would probably be like. This is stupid.
2: That's not directed towards them. God is that real. fake rapture would be directed to those sitting in the pews in church right now. Oh, think, that's it. That thinking they're because they're going to segment people in groups to to take them and control the numbers. Cause, cause, right, cause, also,
0: there's the whole. Uh, oh, sorry. Also, there's the whole like the blue beam or blue book, whatever it is. Like oh, no, it's blue beam. Blue beam faking the um, the alien invasions, which right. you've probably heard about. Which is probably why you get all the. Alien, UFO stuff, propaganda being put forward, but I mean.
2: Well, there's a flying saucer. I mean, you can read into it in Ezekiel that the wheel with the lights is, is a flying saucer. That these things, it's nothing new.
1: I just had that pulled up. Right, yeah. and they're depicted
0: yeah. on like holograph glyphs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so or, it's not new. It's just. They're, in they're,
1: ancient paintings. Yeah, they're not new. Flying saucers and ancient biblical paintings. I yeah. mean, yeah.
2: people who just. They think scripture is like the. It, it, it's a sci fi book. You get giants, you get reptilians, you get flying saucers, you get all this stuff going on and, um, manifestations. You think of, it's a like a
0: history book kind of?
2: It is a history I took it as a history book before I took it as sovereign word of God and it mm. proved itself in many different ways and in my life. And then I took the perspective of, okay, here is the author and what is the bigger picture of this? Mm. And there's much more than we can even know. And anybody thinks they know, we still don't have it correct. We've
0: yeah. Got, when we were talking about the whole satanic stuff, um, I wanted to say like you really – I mean I feel like me personally and I think this is true for probably some other people. But you kind of I, – I feel like you only really see it in those systems that are created uh, for people to kind of be entertained by or be a part of like whether it's the news Hollywood. Controlled by. Yeah, or, con- or controlled by – but like that's where you see it the most. I feel like mm-hmm. just look at any music video, or rap video, or whatever movies, TV shows. Um, it's always brought up. But like when I in my daily life, I don't come across that. It outside of that, really. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going down the street and seeing satanic shit everywhere. People or coming, running up to you, covering I their eye.
2: I, well, I, I see it like lightning bolts. Since I was talking to you with the. Mm. Uh, content providers now on YouTube. We'll get into that sometime. Yeah, about like some of I'm this. talking
0: about like on your date, like if you were going downtown, like mm-hmm. and you were walking around, you see a bunch of satanic shit. I do.
2: I see stuff that people are wearing. I see signage all over the place. You'll see monuments. Um, okay, I guess. I
0: guess. I wasn't really thinking about that. Yes, there is like in your for example, New York City. There's a lot of like Egyptian mm, styled uh, Egyptian yeah. uh, architecture. There's a lot of. Um, you know, Illuminati stuff mm-hmm. uh, in the campus of Columbia. There's the, like right. a statue.
2: So these are the seats of power in the teaching. So well, there's
0: a statue of like the God of Venus or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so yeah, I guess in that sense, when I'm talking, you see it everywhere well, because me, it, well, that's part of the system that's created. right? So, so me, well, hold on. Yeah, Ho- okay. Hold on.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, I guess what I was kind of getting at is like the average person I come across, like their innate intent I don't really foresee as being they satanic influence. That's not to say that the satanic influence through the system doesn't have some sort of like kind of control or power over them, which it does. Like, for example, just money or the influence of culture on people or the LGBTQ shit uh, on children. So I guess what I'm kind of getting to is like you. Well, you're kind of getting at it before. You, you see this in your daily life, right? Correct. All right, so can you maybe – I'll just kind of elaborate on that and maybe explain, if you can, like that, what that looks like or what you sure. encounter. Write
2: down the secret societies and those who are part of them. Outwardly, someone don't – some folks don't acknowledge they are. Um, again, the, uh, a lot to a jewelry – they're focusing. And a lot of them people wear this stuff not knowing what its true meaning is. Right, and I,
0: that's what I think. That's why I was kind of talking about the yeah, systems that are sure. set up. Yep. Like when it comes to stuff like cultural influence and all the statues that are around and like just money, for example. So, I feel so like.
2: one of the things I think, this is where I look at it with with the devolution plan. It's a more soft landing to the things that are going to occur. The monetary system is going to crash. Things are going to change the way we know it. Uh, the destructive technology they've kept from us, energy sources and stuff, are, are going to come out. It's going to, who's going to control them? So the way that I think it was designed with the cabal was for the rug to be pulled out from everybody around the world. And whoever's left standing, they would deal with. But it'd be catastrophic. A lot of people, so you're going to have the dissolution in the church. they be like, Jesus is supposed to come back and save me, take me out here. No, 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 keep, keep doing this, that, and it's not happening. They're going to quickly go to something else because they're going to believe they were lied to, and to the degree I think that they were. Uh be folks who just kind of played in the middle of the road and didn't know, um, and they're going to end up somewhere in between. They, they kind of, I, I believe the plan was to have, again, to segment off groups and watch who was left standing and have another plan to take care of that group until they got to the numbers that they could control in the world. Georgia Guidestone, certain number they've got to get to. They've got to get to that point. And part of it has to be through a voluntary system. And part of it's forcible.
0: I guess the question I was kind of asking, like stuff in your daily life that you, yeah, see, I think I think like what Buckley meant was, as influenced. you're walking,
1: as you're walking down the road, if you're at Target, you Walmart, right,
0: or just do you whatever. See,
1: do you, yeah, do you see satanic stuff in your face, other like, than other than like things that you already know about. Or buildings, or watching it on TV and things like that. Or you even s- like
0: interactions with people, I guess. Because sure, all sure. this stuff is influencing the person, right? Yeah. The individual. You
2: don't wrestle flesh and blood, principality and power. So I have folks, yeah. And again, I look at the symbolism. It's the symbolism that jumps out at me, whether it be the monuments or the jewelry, uh, the apparel. Some know what it is and some don't. I know a lot of folks who are into sorcery, witchcraft stuff, and don't realize it's satanic. They're yeah. good can I, people. Can I give you an example? A lot of them.
1: <laughs> let me give you an example of something and it's taken off massively Yoga. in the last 10 years. No. Oh. Tattoos.
2: For sure. Uh. You know you're supposed to do that. Look at that. There you go. Yeah. You absolutely good. You good you want to know something? That,
1: you want to know something that's weird? I am 58 years old. I don't have a single tattoo on me.
0: I love tattoos. <laughs> I think they're awesome.
1: Well, let me just tell you something. I was always under the impression as a kid, and, and I remember it being told to me on multiple occasions as a kid, don't get any tattoos. Don't get tattoos because you're not going to want them where you're going. Hmm. Now, is that bizarre? And, and, and believe it or not, I, am, I have Where'd no you fear. you get that from? I have no fear of getting tattoos at all. My younger brother that passed away, as you know, Sean, yeah. was a tattoo artist. Sure. I could have got tattoos anytime I wanted. But it was just something that, and I don't think anybody actually told me that Buckley. I think it was just a mental download. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that. No, seriously. Okay. That's something like, like it's just how I believe in reincarnation, and nobody taught me that. Right. It's how I believe that you know we're not here, and, and what we see in our realm is not really what's here. It's 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 a it, for lack of a better word, it's we're in a matrix. Right. Right. So, but I remember getting always having this thought in my head, always having this thought that don't get any tattoos because you're not supposed to have them and you or you can't have them where you're going to be going or where you're going to end up. Why not? And I don't, I don't, I don't know. It was that was never explained Hmm. to this day. I still have that feeling i have zero problem with people having tattoos i like to look at them too buckley i think tatted up chicks are kind of sexy uh and i just like it but look at how the the whole tattoo thing has just exploded in the last 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. i can remember there was a lady that used to deliver parts up here her name was jody really good looking girl and she had and she was married her ex-husband was a biker guy she had on her left forearm a tattoo i want to say it was a big peacock and it was a nice (laughs) and it was a nice looking tattoo do you know that she couldn't she she had gone to school for like it like back then she could not get a job in that field because of that tattoo well that's just fucking stupid Well, it was. That's
0: a problem with the generation.
1: It's very much so. But I'm talking this was, uh, no joke, probably 30 years ago. Yeah. So what she did was she went and had a piece of her ass cheek grafted onto her forearm to cover the tattoo. This was like before laser removal and all that. There was no other way to remove the tattoo. Yeah, skin graft. And it didn't take what a fucking disaster so that ended up being a piece of ass on her forearm pretty much. But you all know right, what she ended like up doing? All over. She, she just wrapped her arm in a an bandage. And I felt so bad for her because I'm like, I didn't see anything wrong with that tattoo. Yeah. I mean, but you see a lot of satanic witchcraft symbolism in tattoos and mostly on these women. Uh, oh, I'm a witch or I'm a this. And that's fine. If you want to think that that's totally fine because we got a whole bunch of shows coming up on witchcraft and I might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh but you see the symbolism like all the time now.
2: Yeah, well I think so,
0: tattoos they they're tribal a lot of them too. Um in origin which it's like, Interesting, you say tribal. <laughs> well, you see like all these different Native American cultures or very I- interesting. I- yeah. island cultures that yeah indigenous people um, indigenous people yeah. that have tattoos or that's where a lot of it stems from it's also kind of like a way to ex- I guess express yourself um, let me ask you a question I always see it though too like a lot of warriors fighters have mm-hmm. tattoos
2: um, what Where? where is there a, a group of uh, white indigenous people that came out of the jungle into the world white indigenous yeah Uh,
0: the the original 12 tribes (laughs)
2: well they didn't come out of the jungle they came out of the garden right see what I'm saying you don't have that you get the black what does that have to do with tattoos Uh, well you brought the tribal thing and it just it brought to mind that um, the indigenous tribes or an indigenous white tribal group of people they didn't come out of the jungle in the same fashion Uh, something I would like to say when you're done here I don't want to forget I wrote a note here because oh no go for it okay Oh, I this thought you is, had
0: I thought you had more to say about tattoos.
1: No, no, no. It's just something that I want to know. not an no.
2: attack on you at all.
1: I'll, no, it's, I'll fight both of you. <laughs> it's it's not an attack on tattoos <laughs> right whatsoever. Now? I have zero problem with tattoos. So let
2: me, let me, if it, Satan seems to work. Um, there's something I coined maybe 15, 18 years now called Satan's parasitic kingdom and the evasive species principle. It's kind of helped me to understand Fauci and the whole vaccination thing well before I understood it. Wait, can you say that one more time? Satan's parasitic kingdom and the invasive species principle. Okay, so you know what milfoil is,
1: mm, hold on. If it,
2: or any invasive. I know species. what a milf is. So if
1: uh, we deal with it at our camp on the pond, okay. Oh. Yeah, so it's a big take, problem. it's an invasive species.
2: All right, now, so I look at Satan as an invasive species. So you can take the human body, for example, and he works off this principle. So human body has a mechanism to protect it. It's the um, the structure, the outer shell, the um, Biology, but most importantly, it has an immune system. Okay, so if you're going to invade the human body, you're going to have to deconstruct the immune system. You're going to have somehow get that immune system to be ineffective if you're going to. If you're going to have,
1: if you're going to have a successful invasion,
2: right? So I, I know where you're going with this. Throughout, I like it. throughout time, Satan, I've seen <clears throat> this even in scripture. People don't realize what they're reading when they're talking when it talks about um, the demonic and the infestations and and. The infections, but they can be parasitic or they can be spiritual. And they, they, they miss the whole physical parasitic infestation thing. It's one of the reasons toxins, why they. Toxins,
0: right, too, as well. Toxins,
2: the whole family of invasive.
0: Well, isn't a big part of the Bible like not contaminating your blood?
2: Yeah, so now we're getting yeah. into that whole principle. So they would put frankincense, myrrh, they would put these um, ointments on their feet. And it's not just to smell good, it's to keep parasites from invading their body because they were under that constant threat. So in the body, what you see through Fauci and such is they've gone through and they've, they've uh, minimized the effectiveness of our immune system, right? They give us the injections they do that at childhood, the, the stuff you get going on with the chemtrails from the food you drink, the water, and you've more or less, you've compromised that system that's allowed the invasive species now to come in that were kept out. And now you're fighting this, which which result in disease over the lifetime and so forth. The same principle principle can be used at the invasion of the united states you have a physical landmass that was protected by its borders its constitution <laughs> see the same thing they're invading it they're they're ripping it apart they're taking the immune system down which is the protective covering of this country and whether it be the body or the country it's the same process
0: well I also think-, think about like the The sedentary way that uh, society has evolved over the years of, like, all the sitting around, you know, TV. There's all of that. Video games, uh, you know, not... Really exercising, okay, so not you, body shaming people, uh, not get fat it. shaming people. Like, love yourself if you're fat and right. unhealthy, and don't do anything to try and help. But yourself But it's, it's the you move
1: can, away from doing anything physical. You can be in that right. condition. It's the,
0: it's the move to have
1: to be okay
0: with your unhealthy yeah.
2: body. But that's not enough because that you still have a long life. But if you can infect the person with parasites, which the parasite infestation, whether it be the jab. Synthetic parasites are naturally occurring in nature. You now can take. See, they live to be hundreds of years old, and we live to be 50 years old now,
1: or a little more. Right.
2: I think part of that is a result of parasitic infestations that they've compromised. Yeah, that their goes body back with. to the
1: Bible, where Noah it's was like 400 years old. Yeah, Wasn't like Noah's father like 900 years
0: old? Mm-hmm. Well, think yeah. about too, like, if you're morbidly obese, right? You're unhealthy, you're, you could die quicker. Yes. Um, think about if you're. Playing video games in a basement all day long and then watching TV for the rest of the day, and you're not exercising or going outside really or connecting with people, your mental illness factor is going to drive right up, and as well as, uh, right you know, possibly de- depression, suicide. So if all
2: those factors were enough... Then which they have
0: opens to- the
1: door for the devil. But the
2: they would have had to have devil, gone to the jab. Devil, if that alone was enough, which they had already successfully done in society, they wouldn't have to go to the step of the jab. But they had to take it another level. Listen, it goes back to World War II with the Lyme disease, which we've all been affected with in varying degrees. They just took it to another level. So there's another aspect to this where these migrants are coming in. And what I'm telling you is they are coming in the same way the Nazis came in through a church system. They came through the Catholic Church, they're coming through the Christian Church now, and it seems like they're doing the right thing. But the problem is that they're bringing with them as an invasive species and giving legal right to those demonic influences and forces that they've allowed in their lives. So when they were overseas someplace and they were corrupted by this stuff and it it was a, a, a territorial thing involved with, authority that they had, when they come over to this country, we give them legal permission to be here. We say illegal, but we're giving legal permission, not just their influence on society in the physical, but in the spiritual realm. If they're these things, these people playing with demonic stuff and bringing. it's now legally got a right to perform its work here on our or on our uh, uh soil, on our soil on our country within our borders. I saw this at a church I was at when I went a few years back, I was at this church and all of a sudden I saw all this stuff Graffiti stuff written, and it was very demonic. I didn't know what to make of it. It was on the doors and door handles and stuff. And it dawned on me that the, the migrants that they had taken in here were taking the voodoo and stuff with them That from another country. They were, they were taking legal custody of that church. The voodoo? Whatever it is, the demonic, whatever they're into. It can be voodoo, it can be whatever. So the invasion isn't just in the physical. It's in the spiritual. We've invaded at both levels, yeah. and that's not talked about. Yeah. And probably the spiritual invasion is much more destructive than the physical at this point. Cause long after our body's gone, those spiritual entities are still here. Yeah. Well, I think it is talked
0: about just not on in their system really is what I, you know, cause there's so many podcasts like this and other podcasts or whatever shows that do talk about things like this, maybe not to the depth that you're going. Cause you know, a lot of different shit that I've never even heard about. Um, but I do think that, the system that they've created, there. Well, why would they talk about it?
2: So we're overcoming that now through these podcasts and other individuals right. picking up, listening to your show, and taking it a step further, doing the research. And this is my opinion on it. We all have opinions on it, um, and that is what they're trying to stop because that is. Listen, I'm not trying to get this completely correct, but there was uh, Martin Luther, original not Martin Luther King. He was named after Martin. Well, he was named after the original Martin Luther, which created the Protestant Church outside of the night Catholicism. And it was interesting the story I'd read about that, which I was never aware of, was that he had come against the Catholic Church and said, "Listen, it's not we don't make into heaven by paying you priests off. Um, we're made we, we go into heaven um, by the faith that someone died for us, and, and it's not by the works because we can't ever get in that way." And that was like a foreign thing; they were paying into the church system to be forgiven for the things they had done and all that. So that was the Protestant movement. But what it found out was, is they put a warrant out to kill him. Um, the Catholic Church did. And what saved his life was the invention of the printing machine. So right as they're sending people out to kill him, the printing machine's invented, he puts a doctrine or some kind of a writing together, has it printed off to tell his position and how they're being misled to the Catholic Church, and they were too afraid to kill him at that point. So here's uh, information, uh, um, A how do I say this? Um,
1: And you're talking about the Lutheran Church.
2: All Protestant church okay. came as a result of that okay. because they were anti, as Protestant, you're anti like the Protest- the the Catholic. like the Protestant
1: Reformation.
2: That's what that was. Instead, yeah. so that's where they created all these churches popped up and were this, this, this denomination. We're not supposed to be denominational, we're supposed to be ecclesia, which church technically is this conversation we're having right now. So if you have a, a million of these conversations, then they're hard pressed to be able to come in and stop the dissemination of truth. But if you have a hundred churches, they can come in and just corrupt the pastor or take the church away, and what do the people do? So this is what they're afraid of. This is the original apostolic movement of the apostles was this right here, and so Martin Luther apparently, the way I understood it was that print press came in. It was a way of communicating it right in right on the time he needed it. As so is this medium here. So everything God is nothing new in the sun it repeats itself. I look for the patterns and things. So that invasive species principle, like Satan's parasitic kingdom. There's a lot to that parasitic infection and there's a there's a and we'll share this next time i come on that video from that um um russian general talking about current events what's going on very what was the last thing he said him well what can you do you know what should we worry about what should we be doing to and he says get rid of the parasites from your body yeah (laughs) he said watch out for the parasites Parasites. right exactly
1: yeah i think i think we should cap it there because because we're starting to uh Dive into uh, some subjects that we definitely want to be talking about in the, in the really near future. They've been waiting for him. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm starting
0: yeah. to see things. I'm sweating so much.
1: <laughs> it, it is I'm hot up it. like vision. Buckley actually looks like he just got done fighting Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I stepped out of the shower or something. Uh, so listen, yeah. So uh I think we're going to be getting a call here. Hey, Mark.
3: Hey, welcome back. I'm here on the Wicked Planet podcast.
1: Yeah, so everybody, I got uh, Mystic Mark here from the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, my good buddy. We wanted to get together real quick and just, I don't know, we hadn't had a chance to talk in a while.
3: Yeah. So
1: so, so what's going on? You've been busy, man. You've been putting out some really rock and roll episodes. I've really been enjoying them. Thank you.
3: Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I've been busy. Um, this is a nice, fun appendment, uh, appendage to the Wicked Planet podcast. I was going to call in earlier, and then Ron and I both had to. We
1: ran out of time.
3: Yeah, we had to regroup, and come back together. But yeah, thank you. I am. Uh, I'm just putting out another episode right now as we speak. I'm making sure I have all the bells and whistles in order for my next. Episode coming out tomorrow.
1: Yeah, you know I, I'm going to be looking forward to that. You know, Mark, I don't know if I've had a chance to tell you yet, but I really like. I mean, I mean your show was involved. I've listened to it from the beginning, obviously, but because you've been, because nice you've since been the beginning, yeah, you've been instrumental in helping me figure out a lot of things on mine too, which I super appreciate. But the production that you've got. Like when you add the music and you do a little bit of intro in the beginning from excerpts from the guest, and then you have your like uh, the extended outros that I've been a guest on several times. I really enjoy doing those but i but I like how you just splice it all together with the, I just really like it the production is really good thank you yeah. I just, just I just, I just, from, I just want you to from, know that
3: well, it comes from listening to podcasts and just taking all these different influences from different podcasters that I would listen to. And yeah, I've just always appreciated podcasting as a information delivery medium. And now I'm able to deliver information to people in a way. It's kind of fun. And yeah, it's interesting to make it sound just the right way. There's a certain art uh, impulse that I feel when i'm doing it uh like the perfect song and where is it am i gonna find it what does it sound like and then i find it and lately the most interesting aspect of creating the show is the intros that i write i'm showing you my notebook here but i've been filling up this notebook with introductions it's like poetry. I never even liked poetry. I thought poetry was lame, and now here I am. I've got a whole poetry book. So
1: <laughs> yeah, you know I like how you do the uh, do the introductions for your guests. I really Thank like you. it be- because it's different. I mean, I mean, Greg Carward. I mean, he does some <laughs> really cool introductions, His, right? But yours, yeah. But yours are different. They're different in 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 your own way. Like they have your own signature on them.
3: Yeah, I What's tried I like? to I tried to do that for one or two episodes a long time ago. I tried to give like a really good intro, and I just felt like Greg's already put his stamp on that in such a in, in such a like a ingenious way that I wouldn't feel right copying Greg in that way. I think art is stolen to a large extent, and I'm sure he, Greg's not the first person to write an intro of that fashion for a piece of informational edutainment or educational entertainment. So yeah, I I don't, I think Greg would appreciate the fact that I kind of have a little bit of an homage to him, but I think, sorry, let me turn this off. I think my um, intros are a little darker. They're more like the my inner thoughts on the topic on the subject Uh it's not necessarily always introductory in the same way that greg's intro leads you from point a to point b to point c point c being him saying the guest name and then the guest responds and you, you don't hear any of that on my show and that's kind of the the blending of many different styles because uh There's a lot that goes in, as you know, to interviewing guests that doesn't make it into the recording, you know, from pre-studying that you have to do on the topic, on the person. Uh, And then also, it's important to listen to the person's interview style because sometimes, you, you know... There have been guests that I've interviewed that I've seen on no other podcast, and it's very nerve-wracking to go into an interview very cold like that, only having read the person's words and not heard their voice before.
1: Or know what their personality is. Mm. So
3: all of that gets factored into the the intro in a way, Um, whether it's in the writing side of it, the music side of it, or the blending all the pieces together. Because as you pointed out, I ha- I use clips from people's sentences that they speak into existence during the show. And that comes from a podcast called The Grimerica Show. At least that's the first. Sh- I'm sure other shows have done the same thing. But that was the first podcast I listened to where I heard someone doing that. And I wanted to integrate that into the way I created my podcast. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's been like uh, almost 200 episodes now. We're about to release 193.
1: Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, you've been so, involved. Yeah, you know, little shout out to the Grimerica guys, you know. Darren and Graham. I mean, you know, I love that show. You know, I really like the Grimerica Outlawed show. I like that one a lot. Mm. Yeah, and I like how they I like how their uh, production is put together as well. Yeah. But uh yeah, Mark, so I wanted you to come on because you had emailed me uh a PDF of this book you're working on and I I think it's very interesting. So I didn't know how you felt about maybe chatting a little bit about the book because I don't think you've put it out yet, right? Or is this something that you're going to be in integrating into your patreon for your uh, for your patreon listeners
3: oh well, actually i've already sold 13 or 14 copies pdf copies um so yeah it's been launched tara and i worked on it over the course of a few months of different journeys and seeing what works and seeing what happens. so actually it's really more been it's been more of The the past year that we've been exploring these concepts in the real world and not just discussing them or thinking about or reading the many books that went into writing it. So the idea is that there'll be future editions where we expand on this technique and other processes that you can use as you're exploring your ever expanding now. And I've been talking about this since last year when I started it as a Patreon show. But yeah, for people above the $8 tier, they get it. It's in the Patreon. For people who aren't on the Patreon, they could just donate $8 and they get a copy of the PDF and eventually we'll have printed copies available. But I hope that we get enough interest that we can do this seasonally and every season we'll have a new scene edition.
1: Well, let's, let's go over it. Just, just not, you know, we'll do the cliff notes just to kind of intrigue the listeners and see if it's something they want to do. And then you can, uh, you can email me some links. I'll put them in the show notes so they can go right to it. If it's something they're interested in buying, but thank you. But I remember this scene series when you guys started doing this, And uh, and I thought it was really cool. You did a lot of posting about it, and uh, and it, and it's actually seen S E E E N, an explorer's guide through the ever expanding now. In seen stands for the synchro mystic exploration of the ever expanding now. So I think that is really unique and very cool. Thank you. But yeah, I- it's uh
3: it's meant to be a fun PDF that you could read within the course of an hour or two, um, probably less time. It's, it's only a 16 pages. And once you read it, you'll be primed and ready to go on your own exploration of the ever-expanding now, whatever that means for you wherever you are in whatever moment. I mean, who knows? People could be listening to this podcast 10 years from now. So this is possibly... The concept that it's not something that needs to happen in the year 2022. It's not prescient. It's just something that you can do anytime. And what will happen is unique for you in your life. It's almost like an initiation of events that could change your life if you set the right intention in a positive direction. There's a, there's a certain amount of uh, parameter shifting that needs to take place first. And I think the book is, again, just a primer. And edition one is only the first part of a, a much larger set of suggestions that I plan on publishing. So... Well, yeah, this is a sort of suggestion. You, you hear the suggestion and it, it will provoke some sort of sensational subjectivity in your own synchronicity.
1: Well, what I think is cool about it is like, so say you and your family or your spouse or whatever, you just want to go for a walk in the woods or a walk in the park or a walk you know, on the beach. This here is like a little guide for you so that you can actually maybe more cognizant of your surroundings than you would normally be. Hmm. Like walking through the woods, oh, look at the trees and look at the birds and, you know, all that. But this here gives you like little, little things that you can do to look around and actually see what's happening around you. Like what you, you, you describe it as dream walking mm. as opposed to sleepwalking. Well, and, and so explain the, that a little bit.
3: That's the idea, is that people will be able to go and do this anywhere and possibly with anyone. I mean, it could be your significant other or people in your family. And I guess the idea is that this is already happening all the time, but most people are unconscious. They're sleepwalking through these. Experiences so that their awareness needs to be reminded. We're reminding their awareness through the words in this book, and also providing advice on what someone should bring with them in order to easily slip into this alternative reality that's constantly staring at you, almost like the drawing. Of a rabbit or a duck, and you look at it one way, and you see that it's a duck, and you look at it another way, and you see that it's a rabbit. You know what I'm talking exactly, about? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Illusionary pictures. I've seen
3: many yeah. of them. So these yeah. these optical illusions are a great example of something that's essentially happening at all moments of your day. You can choose to see things: glass half empty, glass half full, etc., and so on. Any variation of that phrase, um, I think most people if they set the right intention and it's also important to set some time aside so if you have any um obligations those are best left out of mind um
1: yeah like somebody almost like a walking meditation right where you're more awake you know what i want to do mark with your permission yeah i would like to read the first page of it, just to give the listeners a little snippet.
3: Hmm. Which 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 page is the first page?
1: Uh, the one that starts out the synchro mystic exploration of the ever expanding now. Oh, Okay. It yeah. just kind of just kind of gives a little overview of kind of what you're doing. Go ahead. And it reads: At any given moment of any given day, you can find yourself in an entirely new reality. Our thoughts are responsible for the quality of our reality. Our choices affect the quality of our experiences available to us. This travel guide aims to show you some tips and tricks I've learned on my journeys, which when applied correctly, will yield incredible and astounding results. In your own backyard, hometown, county, region, exists untold wonders that are waiting beyond the boundaries of normal waking consciousness consider this dream walking as opposed to the more common sleepwalking this guide is an attempt to teach you how to engage your dreaming mind while you are awake around every turn on your path are signs symbols and clues that blend into the story that you are inherently the author of and the main character of and I think that that's a really cool rundown of what the uh, the rest of the book has to offer. Mm. And, uh, and I think we'll leave that up to the listeners to, you know, I mean, I mean Chip. Can Chip, we read yeah, Chip what Martin. they'll need? <clears throat> yes, sure. So but,
3: I'll explain if you'll, if you'll allow me. And thank you for reading the first page. I think that's a great way to excite those who already are possibly doing things like this and maybe just were unaware that someone had systematically gone in and made a sort of technique out of it that is I and I think that there are some tools that will help you if you are into this kind of fun Um, some people have told me it's almost like doing like a and d uh, game in real life which I've never played those games so I can't espouse that as an Inspiration, but you'll need a pair of dice. Just normal playing dice. Now you also need a cup because I like to do this while I'm driving and it's not very convenient to roll dice in your car as you're driving. It's probably not safe either. So if you have a cup, picture the game Yahtzee, right? You roll the, sure. the, the dice in the cup. Uh, that way you don't have bunch of dice to keep track of while you're driving so yeah uh be safe use a cup with your dice and uh or while you're walking you know sometimes you're in the woods and or you're standing in grass it's not exactly the best place to roll dice so that's the idea of having a cup with you Uh, and then the idea of having a compass and a camera a notebook and a pen those are all to help you measure and record your experiences Because I believe that the direction from which you have these experiences are important factors that people often forget. For example, if a bird is flying towards you and it's a particularly significant bird, you might also want to know which direction that bird was flying in. And a compass can help you do that in the moment where otherwise you might have forgotten. And you could even use a compass in hindsight to help yourself remember uh, what happened. Let's say you were driving. Well, most roads are oriented, depending on where you are, at north, south, east, west. Uh, that's a good, helpful trick to know. And then obviously you could always just go and try to remember where you were when you had an experience like this. Use a map and figure out which direction it possibly... Uh, took place in right you being one point on the map the event being another point on the map and then north or south or whichever direction beyond that could be significant to your experience and then once you have all these data points in your notebook and your camera maybe you even found some interesting things on your journey that you'll put in your backpack you're going to map all of this out And the book explains how to do that and why doing that is important. And when you have your map, now you can maybe go in and have another journey in that same area and fill in another part of the map. Or you can create many maps of many different areas. So uh, the next edition is most likely going to be a deeper look into the map making, the science of map making, and also... Uh, some strange paraphysical, parapsychological effects that will occur once you have one of these maps.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, what do you think of the idea of using the compass on your phone? Because, I mean, because this is a way that people can, until they learn how to use a GPS or or use uh, GPS coordinates, or actually how to use a compass. Uh, a compass properly, which I learned how to do in Cub Scouts, believe it or not, you can, say you got an interesting location where you're at, right? You can pin your GPS location and it'll go right into Google Maps or Apple Maps. And then, then you know, you can just store it. And then when you come home to do your research on on your actual, you know, trip through the ever-expanding now, you can pull up a map and see where you drop that pin and you can zoom in on it and you can see the things that were in your surroundings that you were not able to see because you're in the woods or or something like that. I I think that that, because on your list, you do have a GPS or a map. I just think that would be a cool little tip for the the listeners if they wanted to try to do that.
3: Yeah, and, and I guess GPS is a more specific term by gps i really just meant like the map app on your phone sure so i think this skill set is uh very deep i myself am not trained using a compass i just can look at one and see where the arrow is pointing um
1: well what you do is you use a compass in conjunction with a flat map Right. So you lay out your map and then you line up your compass with the compass that's on the map. You synchro those. And then you can plot your trip. Like if you want to go here's why all the guys used to love to take me hunting when I was a kid, because they'd get lost out in the woods. So they would bring me with them. And at the end we would all converge and say, Oh right, hey, Ronnie, get us get us back to the cars.
3: Well, and I think that's The idea is not to have the map in your hands the whole time. Um, I think you're going to develop that sense that you're describing because I, too, have that feeling. And people who are hikers know where the sun is moving and how to gauge, you know, if you're outside often enough, maybe not even a hiker. But if you're outside often enough, you know, you can have a good sense of direction just by paying attention to the sun. Uh-huh. So I think the idea is to use the compass to confirm uh, in hindsight and maybe after you have a sighting. Uh, I use the phrase object occurrence or omen because sometimes it's a sign, it's an event, something that you can't explain. Sometimes it's an occurrence, something that actually happens to you. you you maybe meet somebody uh or you something you know happens that goes even deeper uh, good or bad who knows or you find something these are the kind of things that really are so personal and subjective it's hard to write a, a book about it unless you keep track Right. Uh, Mapping it out is one way to do that. I don't expect everyone to write their own stories or biographies after reading this guide, uh, but it can make your life more interesting and show you where your life was already very interesting uh, because I think so many people are dependent on technology to entertain themselves. I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time. That's a type of dependency on an technology for entertainment. And one way that I shake myself out of that is by listening to music and going on trips like this. And it starts with getting in the car with the right mindset. And we might write another edition about that too and, and how to get yourself into the positive frame of mind necessarily to dream walk with ease.
1: <clears throat> you know, sometimes I've not dream walked, but I'll describe it as dream drove <laughs> because, well, that's, that's because yeah, because when sometimes I need to clear my head where I get a lot going on, I like to drive driving is like a therapy thing for me-hmm, and you know where I am up here uh, as you know because you've seen it, there's so many old back roads and dirt roads and class six roads that just going down that road to see where the other end comes out it's like going on an adventure and not only that but it it clears your mind because that's what you're thinking about you're not thinking about anything else at that time Hmm. and I think that's why I like off-roading so much and I I think we've talked about that before because when I'm off-roading that's all that's on your mind you're not thinking about anything else and it it clears the shit what do they call that the monkey brain shuts the monkey brain down (laughs) yeah so no really cool idea mark yeah so i'm gonna want to put the uh i'm gonna put all that stuff in the show notes for for the scene edition one
3: thank you so much yes so if anybody people check it out and let me know what they think
1: yeah yeah uh and hopefully you got some more stuff coming up after that oh yeah yeah so uh You know, you and I talked a little bit. I don't know how much we want to tell the listeners, but I think Mark and I are going to collaborate on a little series. Yes. We're not going to tell you too much about it because it's going to be really, really interesting.
3: Yeah, I think we should just put out the first episode. All we'll say is that Ron and I both got our hands on a very rare, very important book. Uh, We're going to spend some time reading it, and we're going to do a full treatise on this book. So be on the lookout for that. uh, And this book was a banned book, right? Yes, this book has been um, attacked, destroyed multiple times. The author committed it to memory, and I believe after escaping a war-torn country, um, was able to write down the book for a third final time and now it's in print
1: so yeah yeah and it's gone through several translations and 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 i was shocked because when i had first when we had first talked about that i went out to find that book and it was nothing available like on amazon or anything like that Mm. so i'm like oh shit well i'm gonna get a hold of i have a customer that's into like rare books and he has all these places where he can go online to find rare books Before I even had a chance to hunt him down, Mark and I were on the phone talking about something podcast related, I'm sure. And he said, oh, how'd you, you know, make out, you know, trying to find that book? I said, well, I went on Amazon, nothing there. I Went on Barnes and Noble, there was nothing there. I said, you know what, let's look again. So I go on Amazon, Mark goes on Amazon at the same time, and he goes, oh, I see one's available, but it's a hardcover only. I go, and this is what's weird because you did an Amazon search, I did an Amazon search, two different locations, and we had two different results. So I was I able to find a revised, expanded edition, and that was the one that I ordered, and I have it in my possession. But this book, this was a book that, that nobody, like no government or, or ruling class, wanted anybody to know anything about this book. And that's why I think it's super interesting. and This is why we have to read this book and analyze it and uh, and give the listeners something, something cool to listen to.
3: Yeah, it looks like the book recently had a foreword written by an author. Uh, well, I won't say the author because we want to keep this a surprise, but yeah, it looks like it was that edition you have recently came out. Uh, March 18th, 2022. And the edition I have, I believe, was printed in um, 2007. And I got it from a friend. Um, So, yeah, shout out to that friend, Michael Wan. And I'm excited to get into it. I'm glad that you have it as well. Because, yeah, when I searched it on Amazon, Mike had commented. He said, oh, this is... You know, you got a couple really rare ones from me this time. You know, this, you know, is this and that. And I looked and he's right. There's only one copy of it left, at least the cover that I have. Uh, so, yeah, by the time this comes out, I think people will have a very short amount of time to pick up. Uh, well, actually, no. Yeah, hopefully we could get as many people buying this new revised edition as possible. I mean really just promote this book i mean i don't think the author is still alive but maybe the guy who wrote the forward is maybe we can talk to him
1: yeah that would be cool if we could get him but i think what are we shooting for end of august beginning us up oh no it's like september mid september right to try to put this together
3: yeah people yeah. will uh this will be like a month out and if people want to read it with us feel free to get in touch with ron or, or i and We want to keep it a surprise, but we'll share it with people who DM us if they want to try to read along.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we can give them the name. I don't want to give the name out on the show. Right on. All right, Mark. I got to head out. I got to go finish up the rest of my day, but I wanted to thank you. I know you had a crazy day. I had a crazy day. But uh, thanks for coming on. I really wanted you to come on and talk about your little book there. I really like it. It's very cool. Got some pretty cool graphics in it, too, like some uh, different map outs and some other ideas. So, yeah, so I urge all the listeners, like, uh, go to the show notes. Uh, The link will be in the show notes if you want to grab a copy of this book for you.
3: A lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into making this book. Tara helped out a bunch. And, of course, we went on many journeys because of it. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think people should get in touch with me once they go on their own synchromistic exploration of their ever expanding now and tell me what happens
1: yeah that'd be cool that's cool and i'm going to do one myself and we're going to talk about it because something else the listeners don't know about or if we're going to tell them right now mark and i are going to be doing a in studio show we're trying this to month. nail we're trying to nail down a date but it's going to be soon it's going to be in the next month or less so be looking forward to that so, Mark, from my family, thinks I'm crazy. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy.
3: Thank and, you for uh, having me.
1: Yeah, and we're going to talk real soon. Right on. I want to thank everybody for listening, everybody tuning into the show. Uh, thank you, Anonymous Sean, for finally thank coming you. back in the studio. Are we going to be seeing you a little bit more? This just oh, like yeah. a date. Are we going to be able to date more? <laughs> Podcast
2: date. Yeah, I'll probably cheat a little.
1: Yeah, you know you know, I mean coming in during coming in during the day is uh
2: It's just things really die down this the time yeah. of year. Um that particular um, Let's
0: go out on one of your boats sometime.
2: Absolutely. Just Drive yeah, around. That. It's That'd so peaceful in the water. I, I'm I'm not someone who grew up on the water, it's new to me, but man, out there it's just it just feels good.
0: Yeah. Boats are fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh hopefully
2: profitable. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's been a good season. Hopefully.
1: All right, so anybody. Yeah, so thanks Shaw for coming in. Hopefully we'll awesome. get you back in here thanks again. For me. Uh in uh so in Buckley, you're getting ready to go on your second camping trip. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Will you make it on this one? Uh, Will this
0: one be an actual camping trip? I think so, yeah. I think I'll be in it and for the long haul, nothing fucking retarded is gonna happen
1: Mm -hmm. well we'll see
0: well that's what I say now but you never know you know the devil works in mysterious ways
2: right God works in mysterious ways (laughs) whatever (laughs) I don't
1: think there's anything mysterious on how the devil works (laughs)
2: he's pretty transparent when you see his Sean
0: when you look at me what do you see devil God see a guy sweating
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna cut it, Lucia. We gotta turn the AC back on. Uh, when we build the new Zombie studio, monkey ape. When pucks. we build a new studio, I've already come to the realization that we have to have AC piped in. You think so? Whoa. You can't hear it. Oh, really? So you can't hear it? Yeah, because I would have it on, but we'd be able to hear it. Now, I, think, I think I like. Yeah, here. Yeah. I think I like this.
0: <laughs> I think I like sweating my nuts off for an hour and a half straight. Well, yeah.
1: did you do you feel anything spiritual? Like you've been in this, the sweat lodge? I feel like I've. or or a Finnish sauna
0: like Satan pissed all over my face yeah nice and shoulders and back
1: so everybody uh, thanks for tuning in we appreciate all the support we've been getting Uh, obviously again we say it every week but we mean it we do this for you come and find me on Instagram Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast come and follow my page look for us on Spotify Apple you know wherever you're already listening to the show so you already know where we're at so Thank you again for listening. Thanks, Sean, for coming on. It was great, as usual.
2: Awesome, yes. guys. Thank you.
1: Enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to get you back in here real soon, too. So, anyways, thank you for all the, uh, the the donations and the tips and the things that we get in the mail. Thank you very much, everybody. So, until next time, Ron from New England, signing off. Buckley, out!